Hello, 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 and happy Saturday. Happy Saturday indeed, and welcome in to episode number 51 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name, as always, is Alex Reamer. You can find the show wherever you can find your favorite out sports podcast. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all there. Download, rate, subscribe. You know the deal. Big news in the outsports world this week, and I am going to pat myself on the back if I say so myself. We've been nominated for an award. That's right, our 13-part series on trans athletes fighting for inclusion in world rugby and pushing back against the proposed world rugby trans ban has been honored as a nominee for the GLAAD Media Awards in the category of Outstanding Online Journalism. Uh, I was proud to take part in that series alongside Sid Ziegler, Carly Webb, and our fantastic managing editor, Don Ennis. Um, I've said it numerous times. I've been at OutSports for a little over a year now, and the issue that has resonated the most with me that we've covered is the fight for inclusion for trans athletes. These are kids who just want to play like everybody else, and they're being kept from kept from playing due to bigotry and discrimination. It's really as simple as that. If you want to have a deep conversation about competitive balance and the issues there on an Olympic level, on an elite level, I am more than happy to have that conversation. We're all more than happy to have that conversation. There still is some science that is not settled, and we'll continue to follow the science and continue to have those uh, discussions. But when you're talking about, and I'm not saying anything new, but it's worth reiterating, when you're talking about trans high school athletes, trans college athletes, trans girls and trans boys who just want to, again, play sports with their peers, this is not about competitive balance. This is not about protecting women's sports, as conservative legislators say whenever they introduce these anti-trans bills. I mean, these legislators don't give a crap about women's sports, please. They just want to discriminate against trans athletes. So that's what we're fighting for. Trans athletes do not win competitions at a discernibly higher rate than their straight peers. And we know that because you only know the trans athletes who are winning. There are so many who are just playing and having fun, trying to have fun like everybody else. That is the vast, 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 one more time, vast majority of trans athletes. And that's who we're fighting for. Their right to participate in sports like everybody else. It is hard enough being trans. I can't even imagine. And I've had the pleasure over the last year plus of talking with so many brave and courageous trans people, trans athletes, and they just want to live a life and be included like everybody else. So it's powerful work. It's work that I've become very passionate about. And it was quite an honor this week to be honored for a GLAAD Media Award along with the rest of the OutSports team. So done patting myself on the back. But I did want to do that to lead off. I also want to give a plug to Sid Ziegler as well, who has a very funny op-ed up on the Outsports website right now. No, gay men don't have to be butch or mask to watch the NFL or the Super Bowl. Here, here, Sid. There is some reverse discrimination in the gay community against us gay sports fans who are seen as kind of less than gay. But, well, go out with me on a Saturday night and you'll know I'm very much gay. (laughs) I think I can speak for Sid and saying the same is true for him. So good piece by Sid. I'll have more thoughts on the show next week as we get closer to Super Bowl 55 about being a gay football fan. I once dated a guy who 
Uh, said he liked the Patriots uniforms, so, uh, or Patriots uh, costumes, rather. So there is that as well. Um, so, yeah, good piece on there about how, again, yeah, we talk all the time about the heteronormativity in the sports world, but in the gay community, too. I mean, there is some 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 biases against gay men who say they're into sports, like, oh, you're butch or you're really hiding your homosexuality. You're trying to be too heteronormative. It's like, no, we're into all, no, we just like football as well. So good op-ed by Sid Ziegler. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, on the show today for episode 51, very excited for my interview. So the kid named Josh Leifer, who's a junior at the University of Tampa. He used to be a soccer player in Massachusetts, a, uh, a, a successful high school soccer player. He won a, champ- he won a state championship uh, playing soccer. He's part of a very exciting TikTok initiative. Uh, called the Sports Equality Foundation, in which out athletes like Josh and many others, and many of whom have been profiled on OutSports, uh, recording videos, saying who they are, telling their coming out journey, sending messages to other young LGBTQ athletes out and closeted alike. So it's a great initiative, the Sports Equality Foundation on TikTok. We're pushing that hard on OutSports. We'll continue to push that. Josh is part of that initiative. He joins us next to talk about that and also talk about his own TikTok fandom. Josh is the founder of an account that used to be called Closeted Frat Guy. It has now evolved to Out Frat Guy, and now it's been rebranded to Two Bros No Hoes for a podcast he wants to launch. But this account, which again started as Closeted Frat Guy, has nearly 62,000 followers. It's very popular, and it picked up when Josh documented his coming out story on TikTok. So I talk with Josh about that process, the immense popularity of this account, the gay TikTok community, and how he connected with other closeted gay, uh, gay guys and gay college students like himself on TikTok. So it's a very cool story. Josh is a cool guy. That conversation is coming up on the other side. It's a Sports Kiki, episode 51. And welcome back to the podcast of Sports Kiki. As I mentioned in the opening, we're diving into the TikTok world, and I sound, I feel so old when I say that. These Gen Zers are way ahead of me, let me tell you. Uh, Josh Leifer is a former soccer player and the founder of Closeted Frat Guy on TikTok, which was then Out Frat Guy and is now uh, the Two Bros No Hoes uh, TikTok account. We'll have him explain all of that rebranding in a moment. He also recorded a video, uh, as I was also saying in the opening, for the Sports Equality Foundation, helping with their initiative there. Uh, Josh, how are you, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Alex. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm really happy to be here today. It's a exciting to talk to a TikTok celebrity, 61.6K followers. That's pretty good. Um, you're a junior at the University of Tampa as well. <laughs> Um, let's start with your connection to sports before we get into your TikTok fandom, since this is an out sports podcast. Uh, you played soccer growing up. That's correct. Yeah, man. I, um, I played soccer my whole life. I played since the age of four, um, through that I played on club soccer teams and then I played in high school and actually winning a state championship all the way back in 2015, thinking back five years ago, man, it flies by. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's when I graduated college. I never feel old, but I do now a little bit. Um, what was, what <laughs> wow. was, what was your, so soccer growing up um, and uh, obviously you, you loved, you loved playing. 
Yes, I love soccer. It's my favorite sport. I watch it on TV. I play it all the time. Even when I go back home with my buddies, we go to the field, kick around, and it just brings back all the good old times. Good man, good, good. Did you play any play any uh, soccer at the University of Tampa? Um, so I did intramurals for a little bit, and then uh, through uh, intramurals, and then just like playing with uh, some of the kids in my fraternity. We'll go out and kick the ball around, but uh, nothing really competitive anymore. It's just for fun and just keeping my touch and. A fun way to stay in shape, you know, playing the sport that I love. That's the way to do it. So I do want to talk to you a lot about uh, your, your TikTok fandom, as I was saying. Uh, let's start here. So for those who don't know, um, you started an account last year at this time, basically, February 2020, called the Closeted Frat Guy account, at Closeted Frat Guy. Um, and basically, your opening post just said, anyone else, like, totally straight but secretly secretly gay, and then you list... Six characteristics about yourself. <laughs> you're popular, you're handsome, you're a lady killer, you're athletic, you're in a frat, you have a ton of guy friends. Um, well, first of all, lady killer? Really? Where oh, do you get boy. up calling yourself that? Uh, well, I, now that you're reading back, that sounds pretty cocky. I, <laughs> but uh, when, I, uh, when I made that, man, it was uh, – I felt like there was not a lot of people like me. I was playing this, like, persona of being this – the straight frat jock on my whole life, you know? And when I made the TikTok, I was like, you know what? I want to put these qualities out here um, and just see if there's anyone else like me. And surprisingly, it got a lot of attention in that video. Yeah. How does um, the TikTok... There, there's definitely a lot of closeted guys that were a lot like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does... Mm-hmm. So, so you post the video and how does it how does it get attention? Like you post it and then what? All right, so, like, how TikTok works, man, the, the dumbest videos sometimes blow up. The algorithm's all kind of messed up. Like, people go viral for the most random reasons. But the reason why I posted it was there's this thing called gay TikTok. And what it is, people get grouped into their interests. Um, so, like, when you get a TikTok account, you start liking videos. Eventually, you're going to start seeing, like, similar videos and similar people I put into groups. And there's this thing called gay TikTok, which is a lot of gay people get put in this algorithm on TikTok where they're all seeing the same video. So I had been on that um, algorithm. I knew I was part of gay TikTok because I was seeing all gay um, videos on my For You page. So I posted a picture and I, I just did a couple hashtags, like hashtag gay, hashtag um, LGBTQ, hashtag equality, hashtag, um, and then I hashtag closeted was the last one I put. And then it ended up on the For You page. And by putting those tags, people click on them and when they get attention with likes, it just grows on the For You page. And as more and, people, more and more people like it, it's accessed by more and more people's TikTok pages. They'll see it on their feed, mm. even if they don't follow me. So, so this took off because you did the proper hashtags? Yeah, so we're just doing the hashtags and being part of the gay TikTok community. Um, it just it blew up through there. Tell, tell me about the gay TikTok community. I don't know if I'm intrigued or frightened. Maybe both. All right. Uh, it, it's, it's definitely a little bit of both. Yeah, you're <laughs> on the right page of saying that one. Uh, so talk is split into these like, different groups in the, within the gay community. So when I first got out there, I was part of something called Closet TikTok. And I was the first account to post on the, the closeted aspects of being gay, where I wasn't showing my face, but I was telling people who I was as a person and explaining to them my struggles and just what I wish for my life in the future. And while the other part of TikTok is people that are out, they're just doing all these TikTok trends, whether it's dancing, talking about 
talking about hookup culture within the gay world, just like gay hot topics um, is what usually comes on the For You page. And everyone, the community just all loves it. Everyone comes together. And, and now it's kind of split into two, as I was saying. We got the closet part of TikTok, and then you got the part of TikTok where people are publicly out and, and you know, living their true best lives. So you started the, connect, the account last year at this time to connect with other closeted gay gay kids gay guys um were you were you afraid of outing yourself i um i think that's a good question so at first i wasn't really showing my face at all right i was just showing like things around me and putting writing on it so at that point i wasn't scared of being outed then i started to show my face later on just like half of it and definitely the thought of being outed did cross my mind. But at that point, I already had like a few thousand following me on my account. So I was like, if I get outed, at least I know these people support me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 what, and what, what kind of messages uh, did you post on the account when you started? Oh, so basically my messages, um, early messages on were just talking about growing up, being gay and struggling. And just letting people know that they're not alone. Because a lot of people don't talk about these, like, deep feelings. Like, I know, like, I kept all these feelings of struggling with my sexuality to myself and didn't tell anyone. But it's a way of just expressing it and letting it off your chest. Because even if I'm just telling people that I don't personally know, just saying those words out loud that I'm gay and that I'm struggling almost makes you feel better as that weight's lifted off your shoulders. And it made you feel better. And, and another part with other messages... Yeah, it, it made me feel better. And then I started to realize that it was making others feel better, too, because there was people saying, I relate to this. Uh, you just described my life to a T. And after that was said, I was like, wow, these videos are not only helping me, but they're helping others. So once that point happened, I knew I was like, I'm posting these videos not only for myself, but for others, too. And it was just amazing connecting with all these people that were so similar to me for the first time in my life. And did you know who these other closeted uh, gays were, or, or were they anonymous like you were at the time? All right, so a lot of these um, friendships that I started off on TikTok was, at first, they would just message me on TikTok, or they DM my um, Instagram page that I made through the TikTok, and I wouldn't know who they are. But as we started just talking more and more, we eventually trusted one another with who our, with what our true identities were, were and we traded phone numbers, Snapchats, and we just became really good friends through it. Uh, the trust was there, and it was just nice to finally talk to someone about, not, about what you usually don't talk about and what you hide from other people. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, Josh, because, you know, because like the stereotype of you Gen Zers, and, you know, we write about it a lot at Outsports, is this is the most... Uh, open generation, the most liberal generation, uh, you know, being gay, like, isn't even cool. You have to be queer, you have to be pansexual. So it was interesting, though, for me to watch a lot of these messages and videos that you originally were posting, talking about being super masculine and straight acting, girls falling for you, and then hope wa- wanting to be with girls. It just, uh, it was kind of interesting to me that, like, a younger person still was going through a lot of the struggles I think in popular culture, we think, oh, Gen Z, being gay isn't even a big deal to them, but it seems like it was for you and, and it is for many others still. Yeah, um, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, we, 
for people that don't necessarily support um, the LGBTQ community, they're definitely starting to open their eyes and people are becoming more comfortable to be who they are, which is definitely, it's, it's fantastic to see it. But for me, even with all these changing views and accepting people around me, like you got to realize I'm from Massachusetts, um, just like you, and you know yes. how liberal Massachusetts are. Like everyone is pretty much accepted in Massachusetts. But for me, I felt like being gay and while also being like an athlete at school and having that like popular um, feel to me, um, I was the guy who was throwing the parties and everything. And I just thought right when I came out, if I, like people would just automatically think different of me. I wouldn't be the Josh that they knew. I would be gay Josh. And I did not want that label growing up. It was something I struggled with immensely. And it had to go with obviously toxic masculinity and just always hearing like gay as being like the butt of a joke. Oh, that's so gay. He's so gay. Like right. it was a joke and I, I didn't want to be seen as a joke. And um, like I said, with the toxic masculinity and then with me also the internalized homophobia, not, not wanting to be around gay people just because it made me uncomfortable because deep down I knew I was also gay and I didn't want to accept it. When, and when did this begin to change and how did the TikTok account play a role in your coming out? All right. So I struggled a lot through high school. I, I when I was 16, that's when I realized I was gay, but I, didn't, I hit it um, up until my sophomore year of college. So we're getting ready for spring break. This is also right before the coronavirus outbreak. And for some reason, I'm not excited for spring break. And I've noticed the past couple of weeks, I'm crying myself to sleep every single night. And I'm really struggling to put a smile on my face every single day. I had no motivation anymore. And at that point, I was like, I have to reach out to somebody. But I um, didn't want to talk to my friends about it because I was closeted some. I didn't want to talk to my family about it because I was also closeted some. So I just decided, I was like, you know what? I can make an anonymous account on TikTok. I'm going to reach out this way. And it brought so much joy to me and relief once I made that account. And just, I publicly said I was gay. I know I didn't show my face or anything, but just to show, see those words out there and to see people be accepting it, finally put a smile on my face for that had been lacking for a while awesome dude that's awesome to hear um so so take me through the popularity of the account as i was saying it has over sixty-one thousand followers right now uh like how how did this like what was the timeline and how this blew up and how many closeted gays did you hear from and have you heard from is it hundreds thousands or what's what's the yeah Yeah, so it just, it slowly just kind of started to grab attention. Like one video um, got a thousand likes and the next one uh, would bring in 2,000 likes. And along the way, people are just following and following. And I, I'm starting to make relatable content, not really realizing like that so many people are either going through the same struggle I was or they had already been through it. So it was just a lot of relatable content for um, the, the gay community. And people people were really like, starting to enjoy my story they wanted to see like um how much like i say how much they could relate to me and just seeing my progression of becoming the person i wanted to be i was i was kind of documenting like how i was feeling being closeted and how i was getting closer to becoming the person i wanted to see because it was from just um starting to show my face a little bit more starting to show like just other parts of my body just so people were starting to get a feel for what i kind of look like in a 
it got their imaginations thinking. And in terms of the amount of closet guys that um, have reached out to me and I've connected with, it's definitely in the hundreds. And wow. I wouldn't be surprised if it was close to thousands because I, I, I can't answer a lot of the messages I get. I get so many, man, um, of just people struggling with their sexuality and saying that they relate to me. I try to respond as many as I can, but it gets really hard. And yeah, there's a, there's a huge community out there that's struggling, whether they're gay, bisexual, or just questioning um, or confused. Um, there's, there's a really big community out there. And uh, even though that they um, don't really put themselves into the limelight, uh, it's, it's time that like, we, we have to start talking about it and helping them out. And that's what I'm hoping to do. Yeah, and this TikTok account seems like a way to do it, right? Because you can reach out and talk to other gay guys while still maintaining that anonymity. Exactly, yeah. Um, wh- I can keep this look. Uh, I'm still Josh, man. I, I'm still in the fraternity. I still play sports. And it took me a little bit to realize that even though I'm gay, I can still be everything I was before. And that's what I'm trying to show people because I know – other other guys are going through the same fears that I went through. Or they're scared of the same thing. And if I can show them that I can have a successful story, then why can't they have one too? Like I, I'm nothing special. Um, they they can do everything that I've accomplished so far, and I, I want to share that message and make it known to them. Yeah, it's visibility, which is what we talk about all the time. Um, I, I want to go back to what you were saying about how you use the account as a way to kind of document your coming out journey. And one of the things that you highlighted this past summer was coming out to your dad. Uh, You posted a Father's Day message superimposed with Tom Brady's voice. Uh, Then you also had a video over a pile of burning Mm -hmm. logs about how you uh, are struggling with telling your dad. Um, Before I ask how it went, why did you decide to share that very intimate part of your journey? Um, Because it was the part that I was struggling with most. And I felt like I, being honest with myself would, um, I could be honest with myself by sharing it with the community that was supporting me. And if I knew that I could tell them what I was going through, it was kind of like, I keep saying, it was like a weight off my shoulders. And I knew I had to share that part of me because coming out to my dad was the last step in my coming out journey. And once I could accept the fact and get over the fears of telling my dad, I knew that I would be on to living my true life, but getting there was really hard. And I thought, I know a lot of people struggle with telling their parents and the, I have a really good bond with my dad. I don't think that man ever missed one of my games growing up. I remember uh, even he had surgery on his neck one time, man. He two hours after surgery, like, no, it was literally an hour after surgery. He had my mom go pick him up and he was ready to go for my game. That was two hours after his surgery. He um, was at my game. He never wanted to miss anything with sports. And we have such a connection watching the football game every Sunday, watching the New England Patriots take the field without Tom Brady. We still watched it, uh, some of the games together. Um, even when I was home from school this past, um, uh, this past break, it's just, we have such a bond and, he, he's, he's my best friend as long and, and he's my dad. It's the best of both worlds. So telling him um, really scared me because I didn't want to lose that bond we had. I felt like coming out to him, I was taking away a part of his son. But, but obviously it went well. Yes. Um, 
it, it went it went well at um eventually okay um, eventually it was okay. definitely something that was really hard on him he so yeah um it was eventually it went well but at first he was in a complete and utter shock because i had him believing i was this completely other person um this completely um different person that i was getting with girls at college i was having girlfriends uh doing everything that a normal frat um, college kid would do. That's what he imagined his son doing. So when I came out to him, he was in shock. And he actually didn't talk to me for a few days because he had to process it. Um, but then eventually he sat down, had the conversation of how he still loves me and that he's um, just trying to understand it all. And it meant the world to me. I, I know it's hard for him. I mean, it took me uh, 20 years to understand who I was as a person and understand what being gay meant to me. And I do expect to take him some time for him to understand it too. And I'm giving him the time he needs. And all I ask for him is his love and support. And he's given it to me so far. It's so interesting. I came out when I was 20 like you at the end of my sophomore year of college, but then I didn't hook up with any guys until like the start of my junior year. So I went like four months after telling my parents to actually coming, actually acting on my, it's, it's funny how the timeline goes um and i'm curious about uh coming out in a pandemic josh how how has that been well i I almost made it easier for me really uh so i came out to all my friends yeah i came out to all my friends over quarantine and the reason why i say it was easier for me was because i had nothing to do i couldn't hang out with my friends i couldn't go out my parents were being strict about um, quarantining and I respected that so much. I don't want to get anyone sick in my family. It was really scary, especially in Massachusetts. We, we had the, um, the curfews and really strict laws. So we still do. We still, we, we, st- we still have the curfews. I know, you, I, know you're, I know you're living it up in Florida, but we, we still have them here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. You see, like it's still super strict as you're, as you're saying. And so I was just at my house my parents, um, they were essential workers, so they were leaving and going to work. My brother, he was working too, so I had the house myself. It was just me and my dog at the house the whole day, and it gets lonely. And then you start thinking about a lot of different things, and I started to reevaluate my life as I was getting all this personal time to myself, and it made me realize that it's time. It's time for me to come out and be who I truly am. And so after a few weeks of quarantine, I start writing out a text message to my friends and I, uh, I just, one night I just felt it. I was like, it's time to do this. And I sent a text message to all my friends, um, the group chat that we had just telling them and you won't believe what their responses were. Uh, first, first, uh, text back. So after basically me writing a whole long ass paragraph telling them that I'm gay, first response is LOL. Uh, is this for a TikTok? <laughs> that, that was the first um, response I got. And the second response uh, was, was like, ha, nice joke, joke, Josh. We don't believe you. At this point, I'm like, crap. I was like, I just wrote the hardest text in my life. And my friends don't even believe me right now. And then I eventually like was like, no, guys, I'm seriously not joking. Uh, like, I don't know how you want me to like prove it to you, but I'm seriously gay. And I showed all of them the TikTok page that I had been doing and and then that was when they believed me and they supported me so much and I didn't imagine the amount of support I was going to get for them 
they literally told me like how much they loved me, like who I was as a person that it doesn't change anything. And doing that, it helped me come out of uh, just the whole quarantine and COVID with all the negative um, energy that was coming with that. It went away with um, that just for a little bit with so I'm just accepting who I was as a person. I finally felt like I was starting to live my true life. And what was it like to finally come out on your TikTok account? You know, that was pretty cool, too, because every video I posted, everyone was saying, oh, when's the face reveal coming? When's the face reveal coming? And I'm like, I don't know when I'm ready. And then one day I was like, you know what? I told my friends now, um, I think it's time to let them know, too. And I um, I posted it. And, you know, when I posted that video, I'll tell you, when I told my friends I was the most nervous person in the world, but when I posted the video of me, like, doing the face reveal and coming out on TikTok, I was the happiest person ever because I knew that at that point it was time for me to be who I truly was as a person. There was not going to be anything holding me back anymore. Awesome. So take me through too about how this account has changed over time. So obviously you're no longer the closeted frat guy. You went to the out frat guy and now you are uh, two bros, no hoes. Uh, take me through uh, the, how this account has changed in the last year. Oh uh, yeah, sure, man. So, First, um, when I first created it, it was Closeted Frat Guy. Just to go with the name, you know, I was, I was gay, I was closeted, and I was in a fraternity, and just sharing the struggles to that. And then once I came out, I um, was like, well, I think it's time to change the name, uh, show people that there is progression. And I changed that to Out Frat Guy. And it's been that for since, since the summer. It's, it's been Out Frat Guy for a while. And just the other day, I... Um, was thinking about what I want to do with the account and how I want to go with it going forward. And I came up with this username, Two Bros No Hoes, and that's leading me in the direction of actually doing a podcast for myself, um, for myself and sharing like funny stories of being a part of the LGBTQ community. Like I'm looking at like Call Her Daddy episodes from Barstool <laughs> And it's making me like, why isn't there one for gay people? And that's uh, what I'm thinking of right now. And I've been working on it for a while. I have a great, a lot of great episode ideas and a lot of content I'm going to begin posting on the TikTok to go with it. Um, it's just, it's bringing in like a lot of things that people aren't used to talking about and finally talking about it. And I've even approached my straight friends about this idea and they've even offered to come and, and be a part of the podcast, come speak to me, or even listen to it. Um, people are intrigued by this, and I think there might be a sort of a market for it. So that's what I'm heading. That's what I'm working on right now. Definitely. I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, that That's a great idea. There's no doubt about it. And also, I would say that uh, Closeted Frat Guy would also be a great grinder name as well. Uh, so I don't know if you've thought of that, but... <laughs> uh, uh, well, where do you think the name came from, man? <laughs> That was uh, <laughs> who who so who got more hits on myself here, but who got so who got pretty smart. Who got more hits on Grinder, closeted frat guy or out frat guy? Oh, I think anyone that's gay can answer that question themselves. But it was, it was definitely closeted it that was. got the more hits on it. Why? Why? Everyone is... loves a good closeted story. Yeah, why is that? But you know, from my experience, they're always. I don't know, cause... 
I was I was gonna say from my experience though, the classic guys are always it's always better in fantasy than reality. It's like it never quite matches up. But maybe you were different. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy under any circumstance. <laughs> So let's uh, let's finish with this. So you, you also did a video as yourself, Josh Leifer, for the Sports Equality Foundation. Uh, how'd you get involved with them and take me through that process? Okay, so um, I met a few friends through TikTok, um, which are other closet accounts that we were talking about earlier. And I saw this post for something called Ghost Space. And it was just, it's this network of current and former student athletes who are part of the LGBT community who strive to create a more inclusive space um, in sports, whether it's in their school or on their college, um, whether it's in high school or on their college campus. And from that, um, he said that they were creating this group called, um, which we hadn't come up with a name yet, and he was saying, would you like to help out with it? And I got put into this group that was going to focus on um, bringing equality to sports all around. So the Sports Equality Foundation was what the name we finally came up with. And what it is doing is it's to empower um, gay athletes, queer athletes, whether they're closeted or out. Um, it's going to give them the resources they need, stories they hear, LGBTQ sports news, um, just like OutSports does. Like, we're working in conjunction with you guys and bringing, like, the atmosphere onto TikTok and showing people and inspiring them that even though you're gay, even though you're queer, even though you might be bisexual, even if you're transgender, there, there's... There's, um, there's a future for you to look forward to and giving them a picture of what's to come and just motivating them to be themselves and to show them that you will eventually become who you want to be as a person and it will work out. And just working through that, like I said, we, we um, worked with Ghostspace, um, bringing, in a lot of, bringing in a lot of gays that are already part of the sports community and bringing them to our page. And then the Equality Coaching Alliance, which... Um, brings coaches, admins, officials, and pro athletes and professionals from all professional sports together and working with the Equality Coaching Alliance and Go Space and bringing that toward the Sports Equality Foundation and having a website like OutSports and you guys working in conjunction with us is helping us access so many athletes that are struggling with their sexuality. Josh Leifer, it's great to talk to you, man. You can find uh, you can find Josh on uh, TikTok at the at two bros no hose. That's two the number two. Look for the podcast soon. I'll be listening. Josh, thanks for coming on, man. Much appreciated. I really appreciate it, Alex. Thank you for having me. So thanks for tuning in to episode number 51 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. Again, thanks to Josh Leifer for taking the time and coming on the show. Check him out on TikTok. Uh, I feel so old, as I was saying to him. Whenever I talk about TikTok, I feel like I'm 28 going on 88. I need to get on there. At the least, check out the Sports Equality Foundation. You should do so as well. It's uh, really inspiring, these kids. I profiled a high school swimmer. This week for OutSports, Ben Quinn, who's in Indiana, and he's been openly gay since the 7th or 8th grade. So it's just, and he recorded a video for the Sports Equality Foundation as well. So it's just, it's, it's amazing to see all of these young kids coming out and being visible. And that's what the closeted frat guy TikTok was about as well. Visibility, and it shows the importance of visibility. So hopefully you enjoy Josh. As always, if you have any guest ideas, show ideas, hit me up on Twitter. That's the best way to find me. My DMs are open. My name is at AlexReamer1. That again is at AlexReamer1. 
So long, everybody. I'll talk to you all next Saturday.